Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, welcome to Pacific Down and Distance, our weekly review of the NFL Sunday action. Wherever you are in the world, we're about to look at week 13. Before we do, just a reminder, this is a production brought to you in partnership between Outside Centre Enterprises and the Sports Social Podcast Network. If you are not yet familiar with the Sports Social Podcast Network, I strongly encourage you to go to the show notes and have a look at their website. doesn't matter what your taste in sport and, uh, and whereabouts in the world you are, you will definitely find something there for you. And with the football slash soccer World Cup on at the moment, there is no better time to check it out. All right, we'll crack on with week 13. 13 games today, so it's a big show. Uh, we'll go through them as closely as we can in order of, uh, of the matches uh, of importance and excitement today, starting with the CBS game of the week. Kansas City Chiefs at Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, it was a Cincinnati win, 27-24. This was a critical win for Cincinnati. It was their third defeat of Kansas City since last Christmas. Uh, They played late last season and then again in the AFC Championship. It keeps them in a hot two-horse race for the AFC North title. And most importantly, it shows resilience in the face of key injuries. This week, it was Joe Mixon, the running back, who was out. Uh, Wide receiver Jamar Chase slowly getting back to his best. 97 uh, receiving yards today from seven uh, catches. That's a good start. And Samaje Pirine was the one who stepped up in Mixon's absence today. Uh, the, de- the defense for the Bengals also played a blinder. For Kansas City, they were more than competitive. Uh, the only real uh, hiccup was a Travis Kelsey fumble just before halftime, which proved extremely costly, not least because the Chiefs were rolling towards a uh, possible two-score lead at the break, and instead the Bengals just revved up and pinched the lead the other way. But by and large, they played pretty well as well. They'll be frustrated with how it ended. The better team definitely won, but both these teams uh, can expect to cross paths in January, looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Next week, they've both got divisional matches. It's Cincinnati's turn to host Cleveland, who beat them surprisingly a few weeks ago at the start of November, whilst Kansas City go to Denver. Uh, This was the game that was originally a Sunday night football game, but due to the struggles of the Broncos, uh, that match was flexed out. So it'll be an afternoon game next week, and we'll have more to say about the Broncos a bit later in the show. 
Okay, uh, the next big game of the day, well, there were quite a few big games on paper. Not all of them actually uh, proved to be that tight, but uh, we'll go to San Francisco where the 49ers beat the Miami Dolphins 33-17. to There's plenty of stories to discuss with this match. We'll start with the quarterback for the 49ers, Jimmy G, who injured his foot during the uh, first half, midway through the first half. And it's turned out since the match, it's been revealed that is a season ending injury. And uh, let's not forget that he uh, was only re-signed after, uh, well, it was before Trey Lance got injured, but uh, he only got the uh, starting spot back after the 49ers lost Trey Lance. It was a top 10 draft pick uh, in the 2021 season. So they're now down two quarterbacks. They brought in uh, Brock Purdy for the rest of this match. Now, he was the last pick in the 2022 draft. Anytime uh, the player who goes off the board last in a draft is known as Mr. Irrelevant. It's a little quirky NFL trend, so that's his nickname. He ended up playing quite well. Uh, some long drives, so he kept the ball. And uh, 25 uh, completions from 37 passes for 210 yards. And two TDs versus one intercept. The 49ers' defense was absolutely on fire today with the usual suspects doing the bulk of the damage in Nick Bosa and Talanoa Hufunga. Uh, they ensured that the 49ers had about two-thirds of the total possession, which uh, is always a good thing when you're playing against Miami and Tua. Now for Tua, Tua Tangala Vailoa, as, as he uh, is their quarterback, he uh, started brightly. He On the very first offensive snap of the game, which was literally the, the Miami started with the ball too, he uh, he found Trent Sherfield uh, for a 75-yard catch-and-run touchdown. So literally Miami was 7-0 up uh, 10 seconds into the match. After that, it was tough going, though. He was picked twice at critical moments, and there was a missed throw uh, to Tyreek Hill that ended up being picked and uh, and translated into scoreboard uh, momentum for the 49ers. Hill himself had 146 yards, so he was playing uh, was playing well, but the Dolphins couldn't run the ball, and uh, they were eliminated from contention in this match with a late turnover that eventually went for six the other way. Uh, it's an unfortunate loss given the uh, Buffalo Bills uh, won earlier in the uh, in the weekend on Thursday night football. So that's a bit of a setback for Miami. As I mentioned earlier, they uh, they benefit from a flexed schedule next Sunday night and will play on Sunday night football at Los Angeles Chargers. And you'd have to expect they'll stay in California for the week ahead. San Francisco, they host Tampa Bay, which at the start of the season would have been a massive match. Uh, they'll go into that with confidence that they can win that game. As I mentioned, there were uh, a few tight games looking on paper. One that turned out to be reasonably close to the mark, New York Jets at Minnesota. Now, the Vikings ended up winning the match. They go to 8-2. and two. It was 27-22. Very entertaining and long game. It was uh, didn't go to overtime or anything, but it still finished a lot later than all the other 1 o'clock matches. Uh, now, it ultimately went to the Vikings and basically has locked them in for the uh, number two seed with realistically only San Francisco anywhere near them. Uh, there were um, good stats for their running backs for the Vikings, but the strength of this performance was definitely the defense who made critical red zone stops, uh, especially as uh, New York uh, was qu- uh, quite, a, quite a fair way behind earlier in the match and was able to get back into it. And it was the Vikings who stood up when it really mattered. For the Jets, uh, their stand-in quarterback, Mike White, hit 369 uh, throwing yards today. 
and 57 passes, which is more than double what he threw last week. He couldn't connect for any touchdowns, and he did throw two picks, including a critical one late. However, Garrett Wilson, who's their uh, rookie wide receiver, he caught for 162 yards, and Zonovan Knight ran for 90 rushing yards. They were the stars today, and they did fight back, as I mentioned, from a double-figure deficit. Now... The results around the Jets uh, were patchy. So obviously we just mentioned Miami. That sort of works in the Jets' favour. Uh, but to be honest, it looks like they're on track for a battle with the Dolphins for sixth seed. Uh, I just don't think they'll get... Uh, they won't, they'll be unlikely to get the fifth. That'll probably go to whoever doesn't win the AFC North out of Baltimore and the Bengals. And uh, yeah, it's hard to see them finishing higher than sixth. Uh, but it'll still be good if they can get themselves a playoff berth. Okay, over to the next big game on paper. Again, not really a competitive match. Tennessee at Philadelphia. The Eagles absolutely scorched the Titans here, 35-10. to 10. Read really well, but just was a total fizzer this match. Uh, theoretically, it was pitched as a bit of a revenge match for AJ Brown who uh, is now uh, on the Eagles roster as a wide receiver. He was traded to Philly on draft day last April. And guess who was the star of the show? 119 yards and two touchdowns for Brown, which made all the difference. But Devonta Smith also racked up significant catching stats today. And Jalen Hurts, their quarterback, he threw three touchdowns and rushed a fourth. So the contributors everywhere. Philadelphia's draw softens right up after this. It was only Dallas on paper looking like a... Uh, I mean, it's the NFL. There's always a team that can surprise, and Philly's only loss came to Washington. But Dallas would be the team that looked like the most obvious threat to their record at this point. Uh, they're, of course, in their division, so they do need to make sure they don't uh, they don't concede too much ground to Dallas in the lead-up to that match. It was a dirty day for the Titans. Their quarterback threw only 141 yards. Their best rusher was Brian Tannehill, their quarterback as well, with 34 yards. And their two best receivers, respectively, caught 68 and 25. So not much to hang their hat on. Their entire division had a bad day. Uh, I think they all lost. So uh, that's probably about the only consolation the Titans can take. They host Jacksonville next week, which uh, would shape as a, a likely win. And Philadelphia, they go to the Giants, uh, which is a key in-division match. We'll take a quick break. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, we'll go to the NFC East for the next game. It was Washington at New York Giants. This match ended in a tie, so they played full overtime, couldn't get a result. 
20 apiece. It's the second uh, second tie of the NFL season. And really, one neither team could afford in the, what is the toughest division in football. Only one of these teams can realistically get a wild card. So uh, splitting it doesn't help at all. So we'll start with the Giants who come in off a lean month. They were at least capable of moving the football and scoring today. 200 yards and a touchdown for Daniel Jones, their quarterback. Another for Saquon Barkley and uh, 90 catch yards from Darius Slayton. Their defense and special teams forced three fumbles as well. And there was a brief chance that Graham Gano could have won it with a kick right at the end of the match. Uh, but uh, he fell short. It was quite a fair way out. For Washington, Taylor Heineke, he does give the impression that he is at least as effective as Carson Wentz. It's just hard to say that he's any better. There were two fumbles today, uh, which doesn't help, although his numbers otherwise are pretty good. Uh, Running back Brian Robinson and wide receiver Terry McLaurin both had big days. Uh, Washington have a bye and then they play the Giants again uh, in two weeks. Uh, For the Giants, they host Philly next week, another in-division match. And then obviously they've got Washington in the return leg. Okay, another in-division match, Green Bay at Chicago, the NFC North. This was all about whether the two quarterbacks would play, uh, and uh, in this case, they both did. So Justin Fields, will start with him. The the Bears led for most of the game and had a 16-3 lead at one point. Ultimately, the Packers overran them 28-19. Aaron Rodgers slowly asserted himself on the match, and the Packers really twisted the knife late with a two-point conversion that pushed the margin to nine points and flushed an error out of Fields on the next drive. It was actually Jair Alexander who got in the way of the bad pass that Fields threw. Uh, Alexander was already having a bad season and he was actually badly exposed during this match, but he came good in the key moment to uh, grab that intercept. Uh, Alan Lazard, AJ Dillon and Christian Watson uh, playing as both a receiver and a rushing threat today. They all helped Rogers to uh, continue to, as he calls it, own the Bears uh, for what is yet another victory over them. And for Chicago, uh, they're officially dead from a playoffs point perspective, but uh, Fields continues to make big plays. He had two 50-yard uh, two passes, or a 49 and 55-yard pass, as well as a 55-yard rush, which he's become known for in the past six weeks, and a rushing touchdown. Uh, but the Bears' errors included uh, two fourth-quarter intercepts. Only one of them was really Fields' false, but uh, a missed PAT in there as well, and a killer fumble from Chase Claypool uh, in the second quarter. Look, everything from here is learning and development really for Chicago going forward. They'll certainly be trying to win all their matches and be dangerous, but uh, they take on a, a bye next week. In fact, both teams have a bye next week and uh, you'd expect the uh, the Bears to come out looking to uh, play for pride in the last five games rather than draft picks. Uh, another in-division match. In fact, we've got a couple, uh, a couple more to come. Uh, this one is the AFC West, LA Chargers at Las Vegas. Uh, it was 27-20 to 20 to the Raiders. Um, the, the, the Las Vegas snagged a third straight win in a tough season that is now starting to come to life. There's no doubt about that. They outscored the Chargers 24-6 to 6 across 
the second and third quarters, which really set them up. They're actually now just a win behind the Chargers, and they've got a soft draw to come, or softish at least. Their stars today were wide receiver Devontae Adams, who started, uh, he, funnily enough, he started collecting his uh, his targets and his receiving yards just as the, the Raiders started asserting themselves on, on that on the match in those middle two quarters. Funny that. Uh, he got 177 uh, receiving yards and two touchdowns from his eight catches. Whilst Josh Jacobs, who's been on fire lately as a rusher, he rushed for 144 yards and a touchdown himself. He did have a late fumble as well. Sorry, not a late fumble uh, earlier in the match. Uh, fortunately, it wasn't too costly. Adams was a big off-season recruit, so he's finally bearing serious fruit playing with his, uh, well, with the quarterback from his college days in Derek Carr. Just on the charges, uh, Herbert slowly getting back to his absolute best. He had 335 passing yards and a touchdown today from 47 passes. Too many things are still going wrong around him, though, especially with the offensive line. Uh, they did have four receivers, Allen, Eckler, Everett, and Palmer, who, between them all, took 23 catches for a 250, no, sorry, 295 passing yards. So some parts are firing. All right, next week, uh, both these teams are in primetime. Uh, Las Vegas, they go to the Rams on Thursday night football. The Rams, uh, we're about to get to them. They're a wounded beast. Uh, the Chargers, they host Miami in that flexed Sunday night football game in a week's time. Okay, yet another divisional match. This one was the NFC West staying out on the West Coast. Uh, this one was a surprisingly close game. It was Seattle 27 at the Rams 23. Um, excuse me, the respective records and uh, injury statuses of these two teams belied the final score. Seattle got the win. It couldn't afford not to get in the end, but only on the last scoring drive of the match. Geno Smith, their uh, quarterback, who was their number two, and after Russell Wilson's uh, trade out, he became their number one. Uh, he inherited the throne. Uh, he had another big day of passing. In fact, it was his biggest career passing day with 367 uh, yards. Um, and he managed to find each of Lockett and Metcalf, the two wide receivers, the two stars at Seattle, for 125 yards each and a touchdown each. But there were two bad turnovers thrown in there as well for Smith, as well as a visible argument with Kenneth Walker III, the running back on the sidelines at one point, which uh, I take in a lot of these matches on red zone. And uh, yeah, they were pains on red zone to point that out. So for the Rams, they can take a major heart from their performance. Two scoring drives to open the, the last quarter really gave uh, the frights to the Seahawks. And uh, look, even with major injuries on both sides of the ball, they were very competitive today. That's uh, Matt Stafford out, Aaron Donald out. And uh, look, at one point, their third string quarterback was on the field uh, out of necessity when John Wolford came off. They also had running back Cam Akers slightly play himself back to form with uh, two two touchdowns and uh, and 60 yards. So I mentioned before the Rams will be uh, hosting Las Vegas uh, on Thursday night football, and Seattle have Carolina uh, the the Panthers next week in their own building. So that'll be a, a winnable match for them. Okay, we'll go to Sunday night football uh, this. Now it's uh, Indianapolis at Dallas. Uh, it was a maligned match from the get-go. Uh, it did start okay, uh, but uh, Indy were gradually beset by uh, some of the same concerns which have hovered around them all year. 
largely but not totally centered around their veteran quarterback recruit Matt Ryan. Uh, the final score was actually 54 to 19. I will get to how that happened in a moment. It's a little misleading. Um, Ryan was able to move the ball pretty well uh, in the third quarter, and the uh, Colts went for a two-point conversion at 19 to 21 down. If if they'd hit it, they would have been level. Uh, that was actually the score uh, going into the final stanza. So it was uh, they were only two points behind. It just got ugly from there. Uh, four indie turnovers, all of which either translated immediately to points from Dallas's defense or eventually pretty quickly afterwards when Dak Prescott got his hands on the ball. To be honest, it was an ugly watch and it's hard to... um. Well, I, I know everyone's talking up Dallas. To me, it's hard to see how even they could get that excited about all of that today. Uh, Indy had two fumbles and three intercepts. They did get good attacking contributions from Jonathan Taylor and Alec Pierce, but that's about all you can say for them. Uh, for the for the Cowboys, it was a Sunday stroll in truth. They did get uh, good contributions from their two-pronged running back attack, Pollard and Elliott, as well as great catching from C.D. Lamb and some scoring plays from Michael Gallup. Dallas are on track for fifth seed, and they'll hope for more than that if they uh, if they can get a couple of results elsewhere going their way. They've got a key matchup at Philadelphia with Philadelphia at Christmas. It'll be in Dallas though. Other than that, next week, the uh, Cowboys host Houston, the all-Texan matchup, and uh, Indy have a much, much, much needed buy. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. So uh, as we get closer and closer to the uh, end of the season, a lot of these teams start to uh, fall out of contention. And we're going to get full slates of games as well as the buyers dry up. So uh, what we'll do each week with the last segment is literally read the results and the main headline only, as well as the fixtures upcoming. So Cleveland at Houston, this was the supposed revenge match uh, relating to Deshaun Watson. Uh, it was won by Cleveland 27 to 14. It was Watson's first game back from suspension for a series of unsavory off-field incidences. Uh, but in this case, the game was pretty ordinary. All the touchdowns came from defense or special teams. No offensive touchdowns. Uh, Next week, Cleveland go to Cincinnati, who they've been doing quite well against of late in the Burrow Chase era. And then uh, the Texans, they stay in state and go to Dallas. Uh, Not what they need right now. Uh, That'll be a... uh, big out-of-conference match. Pittsburgh at Atlanta. Pittsburgh win their second game in a row, 16, sorry, 19 points to 16. Uh, Atlanta had the chance to win it late, just also for the second week in a row. And again, they couldn't get it done. They're on by now, and you'd have to think that will be uh, a week and a half of speculation about their quarterback position because Marcus Mariota again failed to fire Houston. Sorry. Pittsburgh, they play Baltimore at home next week. Another shocking match for the Broncos. They lost nine points to 10 at Baltimore. Uh, at the end of the day, this was an ordinary match. The Broncos led all day, but couldn't uh, couldn't kill the match. And uh, standing quarterback after Lamar Jackson went off early, 
Uh, Tyler Huntley led a scoring drive right at the end for the Ravens, and that won them the match. Uh, Russell Wilson was clean, but uh, just not doing enough. Uh, and the Broncos lose an- yet another match where they haven't actually conceded many points at all. Uh, they Both these teams are in division next week. Denver hosts Kansas City in the match that was flexed out of primetime, and Baltimore go to Pittsburgh. Lastly, uh, Jacksonville at Detroit. Big win for the home team. Detroit 40-14. to Fourth win in five games for them. Jared Goff played really well. 340 yards, two touchdowns. Hopefully they uh, don't need to draft a quarterback. They've got the Rams first round pick, which is now looking like a top five pick as well. And uh, it was a shocking day for the, for the uh, Jaguars with uh, drop catches, fumbles, and an injury to Trevor Lawrence, although it looks like he's going to be okay. They uh, go to Tennessee next week, whilst Detroit host the Vikings. That's it for week 13. If you're enjoying the show, get in touch. Rate, review, subscribe, all of those sorts of things. Don't forget to share it as well. We're on Instagram and Twitter. And I strongly encourage you to get on the Sports Social Podcast Network as well and get have a look at some of their other content. Looking forward to chatting after week 14. Podcast Network.